don't want to do either of those things. Yeah, but if you had to, though. We set the scene. We have a choice. We must decide on the correct answer. I'm your trustworthy businessman, Kyle. And I am your always reliable friend, Nathan. Morning, Nathan. Good evening, Kyle. Good afternoon. That was a nice long pour you did there. There. You can't see this lovely listener, but Kyle is pouring coffee and looking at it like it's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. It's because I've used this new gizmo. Well, it's not new because I bought it like four years ago, but I haven't really used it. I think I used it once and then now oh, I'm yeah, using that's it again. something new. If you buy something and don't use it, then when you use it, it's new. That's the first fact of the episode. First, oh, we're coming in fast. Fast-firing facts. It is a coffee plunger machine thing. It's not even a machine. It's literally just a beaker, a beaker with a uh, stick and a sieve and you push the sieve down with the stick into the coffee grounds and it sort of filters it out from the water and makes yeah, the that's nice the word that you were missing out it's a coffee filter it's a coffee filter you, you were that... describing that like it was some alien object that no one in the world could possibly understand <laughs> i'm just trying to i don't know what i'm trying to do nathan i'm no <laughs> I'm too hyped up on coffee to know. <laughs> on your 69th cup of coffee. <laughs> the magic number. <laughs> I'm just going to add milk. And this is what the listeners listen for. Yeah, this is a proper ASMR podcast. Let me just do it into the mic. I don't know if that uh, came through. but No, I don't think that came through at all. I thought you were going to like whisper something like... Well, I'll take a nice sip for the audience. Yeah, so this is um, us announcing that this podcast is taking a, a strong <sighs> and is now becoming a coffee review podcast. Actually, the coffee I'm drinking, it is a Marks and Spencer's Cafe ground coffee that I opened four years ago. I was telling Nathan before this podcast, I opened this yes, coffee four years ago. And when he ago. opened it, about a thousand scorpions did come out of the bag. Yeah, um, it was bright green. I opened it four years ago, forgot I had it, and then I dug it out for today. And it says on the back of the packet, use within two weeks. Now, then I googled, does coffee go off? And the answer was no. So I'm very confused. So either I'm going to get serious poisoning or nothing is going to happen. Yes. But there I... was also that um, what written on the back of that packet, the um, all who open this bag shall be cursed. Yeah. Written in blood. <laughs> that's what you expect from coffee though like each that is e- what you expect each different brand gives you a different type of curse like one um <laughs> one gives you amnesia for a random week of the year one lets one you can gives you turns your arm into an octopus yeah one gives you rabbit ears one um will make you deaf except you hear your own thoughts yeah uh, one will stop you from being able to pronounce the letter X. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, God, is life even worth living if you can't pronounce the letter X? I know, the amount of you... times you want to say xylophone in a I day. I was going to say, when you say pronounce the letter X, do you mean what we just said, the letter X, 
as in saying the letter X, or do you mean using it in a word? I would say the letter X. So you can't talk about X Men. You can't talk about X rays. <laughs> no. Um, or X Men or X rays. You can't talk about X ray vision. This is this is too far, Carl. Exactly. You so should no- never have opened that packet. <laughs> what have you done? So contrary to uh, what you might have just heard, this isn't a show about coffee. The premise of this show is that we create scenarios for each other, resulting in two possible outcomes. We discuss each outcome's pros and cons and decide definitively on the correct answers. Exactly. The correct coffee-related answers. Yes. Both of our scenarios are very heavily (laughs) coffee-related. Yes, exactly. So Nathan, this week... You're brewing your super strong coffee. Ah, my Cafe Grande Extreme Latte Cream X-Ray. Fuck you, coffee. I can say it as much as I want. Stravolosvicus. And you've just ordered this from a coffee shop in America. Because, Nathan, you're in America. (gasps) Why? I don't know why it's a shock for you. You're there. (laughs) It's, It's... is this place? Were you just doing what you imagined the audience to be doing? You no, imagine- no, that's just what, every time I get off a plane, I'm like, how? What? Where? You don't understand how air travel works. No. Uh, yeah, you've been travelling around America, uh, seeing all the sights. Uh, you, yeah, you've just ordered this massive coffee. You've had a big Slurpee. You've had one of those chimichangas. I visited um, that giant wheel of string. Yes, you've seen all the all the uh, best attractions that America has to offer. So I, I went to the farm farming fields of um, Kansas and saw the world's biggest turnip. <laughs> How was that? Oh, I mean, amazing. I can't until you've been through it, Kyle. I can't describe it to you. It has been my lifelong dream to see the world's biggest turnip. I must admit, and I am extremely jealous. Well, you should be. I mean, you can also see it from space. So either you have to go to Kansas or to space and you will see the world's biggest turnip. That's uh, something to think about. So depending on which one's easier for you. I don't know. I mean, getting to Kansas, you either have to try and get past all of America's security procedures or travel by tornado, I think. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Twister, tornado, (laughs) semantic. Semantics. I like how our minds both went to the exact same place there. (laughs) So, yeah, you're wandering around this American shopping mall and you see ahead of you your favourite, the best ever car. Because you know you know how you're a car connoisseur, Nathan. I mean, oh, I love them with their wheels and their seats. Windows. Um, Windows and the, the bits that go vroom vroom. Exactly. You you and, and they have a button in the front that if you press it goes beep. Yes, it makes people move out of the way. Fantastic. Oh, uh, and when you... I when I'm walking down the street and I just yell beep, no one gets out of my way. But when you press the beep button on a car Exactly. Especially when you're driving on the pavement, people definitely get out of your way. Yeah. Really quickly as well. <laughs> very, very quickly. They grab their children, they jump out of the way. Ah. Oh. It's, bu- it's beautiful. I'm seeing my favourite car. You see your dream car, Nathan. You've been dreaming about this car for all of your life. It is beautiful. I mean, I used to have I used to have the, the toy version in my uh, Barbie Playhouse set. Yes. It's basically, I'm just imagining the uh, Homer Simpson car. The one he builds. <laughs> the bubble car. 
and it does have the horn that does. I don't know if that's the thing from The Simpsons, but that's what this dream car of mine does. Oh, one hundred percent. And the car wearing a sombrero. Yeah, so it's like your dream car. Two different sized wheels. Yeah, definitely. It even has one of those uh, cow tipper things on the front, so you can mow people down. Perfect. Perfect. But the guy who's in front of it, he's wearing a cowboy hat, um, proper American. Uh, and it's also a car. It's also one of those Flintstone cars where I have to put my feet through the bottom and just run. Yeah. And you you go up to him and you you say, "I'll do anything. What do I have to do to get this car?" He says, "Well, son, you know what." I'm doing this game where everyone puts their hand on the car and whoever's all the things on the car that you want me to. (laughs) If you remove your hand, you're out of the game. Whoever's left at the end with their hand on the car wins the car. How's that sound, boy? I say and I slam my hand onto the car and hold out my other hand to shake his hand. So you've got your hand on the car. You you you've got this in the bag. You can stand for a long time. But then along comes your biggest rival in this competition, the guy who's won every single car in this competition oh, no. for the past 10 years. Hans McGee. Hans McGee. The guy with the world's biggest hands who's always won this competition. His hands are like magnets. Once he puts his hand on a car, it's not going anywhere. I don't know if I can beat him, Carl. I don't know if I've got it in me. Well, let's let's play this through and see what happens. So time to play. Hands on car. Da, 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 da. Hands on car. <laughs> so you've both got your hands on this car, and everyone else they they all join in as well. But after a yeah, little I mean, while, it's, it's like a ridiculous scene in um, of, of Twister. We're all like crawled on top of each other. I've got like an old woman standing on my shoulders, her hands on the front of the car. Yeah, exactly. But one by one, they all disappear, and at the end, it's just you and Hans McGee. I'm looking at him like, bring it on, Hans. You don't know who you're messing with. He tells you, you know what, mate? And and for some reason, he's English as well. Like, two Englishmen. I was going to say, where from America are you, friend? (laughs) You know what, mate? Last car I did, I stood there for 26 hours straight. I think you can beat that, do you? I've stood, I've, I'm, I'm not even standing. I'm kneeling on the floor. I've knelt on the floor for 48 hours straight before. And that's fantastic. And now, if, <laughs> if, if you'll remember, Nathan, before this, you had a giant thing of coffee, a, a big Slurpee and a chimichanga. I do recall this. Yeah. You're... Obviously, none of these things had any effect on me whatsoever. And I, I win the competition. Mm, you say that, but suddenly you, you, you start to feel, oh, I need... I need to go to the toilet really I badly. In the force. Yeah, and you've still got at least you've got, you've got you look at hands and he's not even breaking a sweat. You know you've got at least twenty hours. Suddenly, your family and that girl you like from work uh, turn up, <laughs> and uh, they're like, "Oh, you're doing the car challenge, Nathan. We'll support you." Marjorie Buttersnatch. Marjorie Buttersnatch. Yep, she is there, and she she just she says, "I'm going to stay here for the entire time and watch and make sure you win this car." I believe in you, Nathan. I look at her with my smooth, my smooth, calm ladies' man persona, and I say, "Yes, Marjorie, I will do this for you." Beautiful. That that brings a tear to the eye. This is movie like. 
I mean, my face is an ocean at this point. <laughs> There's more tear than there is face. Now, you've got a decision to make, Nathan. You've got one of two options ahead of you. Either you can hold it in for the full 20-odd hours that you've got left, and possibly your bladder will burst at some point, I don't know. So you can either try and hold it in for the next 20-odd hours or so, or you can visibly piss and soil yourself in front of your family and Marjorie Buttersnatch. I mean, my entire family is here. Mum, yes. Dad. Grandma. Uncle, yeah. Cousin Gra- Joe. Grandma, Grandma Sweetacombs. Yeah. Great Uncle Todd. Oh, great Uncle Todd. My my little cousin, Tiny Timothy. Exactly. Who both of his parents, my my cousins, they died in a terrible fire, and um, he's always looked up to me as a as a a hero and an icon. You can do it, Nathan. I believe in you. I believe. <laughs> if you can do this, you'll save Christmas. <laughs> Oh no, now Christmas is at stake. Now Christmas is at stake. I'm now fighting to win a car and Christmas. So there you go. Those are your choices, Nathan. Either you can try and... The beautiful, golden-skinned Marjorie Buttersnatch. Yes. Buttery face. Her face is like butter. It glows and is shining. She smells of flowers. She smells of flowers. Skin yellow like she's got jaundice. Beautiful. Sweating like she's just had a thousand buckets of popcorn. (laughs) She smells like popcorn too, which is a big turn on for you. I mean... So what what are your thoughts during this time, Nathan? What are you thinking? I'm thinking that it's bad timing that all my family and the woman um, I like have just turned up in America randomly. Like they all decide... Hell yeah, your your family didn't come with you on a holiday. It wasn't a family holiday at all. No, I didn't I didn't bring them with my holiday, no. No. No, they've just randomly turned up in America. And they all randomly turned up randomly from each other. Like they all went, Oh, hello, I wasn't expecting you. And then another one turns up, Oh hello, little Timothy. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, they were all on separate flights. Some of them sailed across on a boat. Tim Timothy um hitchhiked. He he stowed away in um in a suitcase and then he hitchhiked in a, a a um a barrel down the ocean. Um then he hitchhiked on the back of a cart. Yeah. Great Uncle Todd came in a hot air balloon. Yep. Uh crazy crazy grandpa Jeff uh, fired himself from a cannon. <laughs> yeah, that was quite an impressive one actually. It was. We saw him flying through the air. It's like, hello, family. And then we saw him splatter into a building and die. At least he got to see the giant turnip first, though. Like, from that height. Oh, yes. He saw the turnip. Yeah. In fact, he, he landed on the turnip and, it, and, then, and then he fell on the floor, just about survived, and the turnip rolled over and crushed him. It's how he would have wanted to go. I mean, he, he's always how he said he wanted to go. Yeah, but that exact thing, which was very weird, When, when me and the family, um, you know... I remember the Christmas well when I was 10 and we all discussed in the family how we all wanted to and were going to die. (laughs) Yeah, you all predicted your own deaths. It's just a family thing that you do at Christmas. Nana Sweetacombs said, I'm going to go down in a blaze of glory, firing her 12 guns into the air. (laughs) 
Tiny Timothy said, I'm going to catch the plague and die in a ditch. No, actually, Tiny Timothy said Goo Goo Gaga because he'd just been born when I was 10. Yeah, but you, you understood it to mean that. I understood him meaning I would die of the plague in a ditch. <laughs> yes. And his parents like went, yes, son, you will. And then they immediately burst into flames in front of him. Now, as exciting as your family traditions are, Nathan, I think you're getting away from the uh We the are getting away. So I feel... Um, the rumbling, the great disturbance. I know its arrival is imminent and I can either forcibly hold it in yeah. or just allow it to happen. Yeah, in front of everyone. Now, have, how, how, what's the longest time you've ever gone holding in your bladder? Probably my bladder. Yeah. I don't know how long I've held in my bladder for because usually maybe an hour or two. My bowels, Yeah. I don't like to do it at work. So probably like a whole work shift, like eight hours. So you're quite, you're quite, you've trained yourself a little bit then. Yes. Okay. I don't I, like doing those things at work if I can possibly avoid it. Is it because of the toilet seats, shared toilet seats, or is it just because you don't want to do it at work? It's because of the shared toilet seats and usually because they've got like a toilet and people walk past the toilet and I'm afraid of noises. Ah, I see. And smells. Well, it smells, yes, but it's mainly the noise. Oh, okay. See, my thing um, about um, going to the toilet in public would be sharing a toilet seat with random people. No, see, for me, I don't care who else was there before me. I care that people will know that I'm there To, now. to be honest, with you, the more people there, that have been there, the better. Just walk yes, the seat. exactly. <laughs> for some reason, I agree with you. I don't know why. <laughs> You like a warm toilet seat, Nathan. No one can uh, begrudge you that. Oh, nice and heated. Yes, of course. Yeah. That's, that's how you like it. Um, <laughs> you like it when Veronica's been on there. Her thighs are so thick. Her burning hot ass. Yeah. <laughs> and and I always go. I always make sure I go after the after Veronica. And I, immediately and I after, out, and I immediately walk up to her and go, "Thanks for keeping it warm for me, love." <laughs> And she never knows what you mean. She always looks very <laughs> confused. Yeah, I know. She has no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, um, dear. Poor Veronica. I tried to put in a complaint to HR, but she couldn't explain why. <laughs> but anyway, now we're veering away again. Yes. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. Yes. Holding, I mean, it's the bladder that's more of concern for me. Holding in a number two is manageable for a, a prolonged amount of time, I believe. Yeah. But your bladder... I can't hold that in for more than a couple of hours before I'm doing, you know, the the weird dance and, mm. you know, tip tapping around. Like if I'm not allowed to go, I would have to like slide along the car, the, slide around the car, like keeping one hand on at a time and do a little tap dance around it. Yeah, um, that's that's how you would hide it from uh, uh, Marjorie Buttersnatch. You would just be dancing mm. around saying, oh, I'm just doing a little dance for you, Marjorie. And as we established, there are people all over this car, so I'm kind of crawling all over them. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just you and Hans. Everyone oh, else is gone. You've beaten everyone else. This, oh, this is like um, nine hours in. Everyone else has given up. Me yeah, and Hans exactly. Are the survivors. You just know um, that Hans has got another 20 hours in him at least. Yes. Oh, yeah, I can see it. I can see his bladder is made of steel. Yeah, it... <laughs> That's what he says. That's what's print. That is what's printed on his T-shirt. I have a bladder of steel. <laughs> and then underneath, literally, my I was in a terrible accident as a child. It was very traumatic. Don't ask me about it. Yeah, I mean, you, you 
a lot of people would think that that's sort of cheating, but then you can't actually say to him, oh, you can't participate because you've got a bladder of steel because that's just offensive. Exactly. Yeah, it's he, um, it's a, a, a burden he's had to live with his whole life that people have misjudged him because of his bladder of steel. So let's think through the, the repercussions here. If I were to hold my bladder and my bowels for 20 more hours... Yes. Would you do irreparable damage? That's possible. Also, within that 20 hours, I would make increasingly weird faces. (laughs) So, my Marjorie, Marjorie's opinion of me may fall, and Timothy may lose his hero. But would their opinion be better seeing you make loads of weird faces... Or seeing you soil and piss yourself. Would it, would it be better if they saw me scrunch up my face every now and then go... <laughs> and as soon as you win, dash off. And just fart every, and have, have, have a little fart every, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. You'd have to try and do, like, silent ones so as not to upset Marjorie. Or would it be worse if I just allowed it to... Fire out of me like a cannonball. Yes. Um, and soak and the front a... of your trousers or pants, seeing as you're in America. Yeah. Well, uh, my, my kilt, actually. Oh, you're wearing a kilt. Wonderful. Yeah. Just because. Why not? Why not? When in America, wear a kilt. That's what they say. Another fact <laughs> for the episode. Common phrase. Exactly. Which of these do I think would have a worse impact on my friends, my, my family, and the beautiful, radiant Marjorie Buttersnatch. Yes. Because, yes, if I were to hold it in indefinitely, I may damage my bladder forever and have to wear an adult nappy for the rest of my life. That's have possible. a catheter or just um, have a tube connected um, to a connected to my backpack so that I've got a catheter that's connected to my backpack. So I'm walking around. It's all the, the, the wires are all underneath my clothes and so no one can notice. I'm walking around with a backpack and everyone thinks I've got stuff in there. What have you got in your backpack? Oh, work documents. And it's just filled with piss. God, a thief would be screwed if they tried to rob your backpack off you. <laughs> I mean, if they tried to rob it off me, they would pull it out of me. And that would they, they basically rob me as well. Yeah, They'd be running be... away with the bag and I'd be dragged along the floor screaming, my penis, it hurts, now! <laughs> this, they're just carrying away this jostling bag of piss. Connected to a man. <laughs> this is the worst thief ever. Would I prefer that to yeah. just going in front of the friends family? And let's not forget the fact here that I would then have to continue and remain in this position for 20 hours. Yeah, and Hans McGee would be laughing at you the entire time. He's not a nice person. I think to defeat Hans McGee, I will hold it in. You're going to hold it in for a full 20-odd hours? Yes. That no is matter impressive. what the consequences are, yeah. like my, I'll be sweating, wincing, squinting my eyes so much that one of my eyeballs actually pops out of my skull, and doing and do, and just constantly doing an Irish jig around the uh, around the car. Interestingly enough, what actually happened in the end was Hans McGee pissed and shit himself, ran away in shame. You won instantly, passed out. You were feeling very faint at the end there. You were going delirious, going a bit mad. Uh, You faint, pass out. You wake up in the hospital and you now have a uh, steel bladder yourself. (gasps) Your bladder exploded and you now have a steel bladder. Is is it 
The Chromium 9000. I've been after that model for years. Oh, you know it is. Top quality. And also, the car is yours. You've saved Christmas. This is the <gasps> best result ever. I wake up, I wake up, see all my family, I see Marjorie, and then I look over in the corner, little Timothy sitting just like, will he wake up? He is! Christmas is saved! Uh, Marjorie Buttersnatch kisses you full on the mouth. Not on the cheek, not on, on the head. On the mouth? Yes. It's like the fairy tale ending you've always wanted. Oh, yes. I remember those fairy tales where a man doesn't piss and shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> to win a car. And gets the girl in the end. It's a exactly. tale as old as time. It is. And I can just imagine Angela Lansbury singing about it. <laughs> I have now got both the steel bladder and the world's coolest car. It's... It's the shape of a sausage, wearing a sombrero hat, two different sized wheels, some fireworks attached to the back. It is actually covered in in aluminium itself, so it reflects light and blinds everyone that I'm driving around with. Um, And also the insides are made of aluminium and it blinds me as you're driving inside of it. So you have to wear, you always have to wear cool, sick ass sunglasses. Nice. Nice. And you and Marjorie Buttersnatch drive away in the sausage car into the sunset. No, no, we drive away and the car starts to fly up (laughs) up and away as everyone behind is waving at us. And you turn to Marjorie. We don't need roads where we're going, baby. Zoom off into the sky. I was thinking Greece. You were thinking back (laughs) to the future. (laughs) Doesn't Greece end with the car randomly flying for no reason? Does it? That does I, seem I right. Yeah. Them driving, and then suddenly this perspective turns, and it looks like they're flying away from everyone. Which makes absolutely no sense in the context <laughs> of the rest of the film. Unless they also had the um, oh, what's the name of the car? The, the DeLorean. The Delibrian. De- and yes, me and Marjorie have never been happier. Good. She's always wanted a man with a steel bladder. I mean, wouldn't every woman? He's taken, ladies. <laughs> Damn it, that didn't make the ting sound effect I wanted it to. Ting! <laughs> yep, that's the sound of my bladder, ladies. <laughs> this is what the people listen for. Inane yes. ridiculousness. <laughs> I mean, it's this usually... They've all been waiting for. This podcast is usually pretty ridiculous, but this episode has just been so nonsensical. I can only just keep up with what's going on. Well, you do have had a hard time keeping up, Carl, because you too have had an eventful week. I have indeed. Have indeed. You, Carl, were out in the woods, in the wilderland, um, building yourself hats out of squirrels. <laughs> yep, building. I like. I like how you building. say building. <laughs> yeah, you got the screwdriver out um, and just screwed squirrels together until it made a hat. You know. Yeah. That's hat science. That's another fact for you. Another that's fact how hats episode. are made. Every hat that's ever been made has been from two squirrels being um, put together like a, um, what's that horrible film called? Oh, Human Centipede. Yep. Your hat is a human, cen- is a squirrel centipede. A squirrel centipede. It, they are all writhing in pain as they um, have to defecate in each other's mouths. And you've got them in a loop, so every single one of them is attached to a butt. Be- that's, I wouldn't have my hat any the, other that way. That was the fault. 
that was the mistake of the actual human centipede. There was always one person at the front who didn't have a butt attached to his mouth. No, whereas you... you've created the perfect circle. Yes. See, I've improved on the human centipede. And yes, so you were out there building these beautiful hats when you discovered something, something that you'd never dis- that you'd never seen before. A house made entirely of cheese. Cheese, Gromit. <laughs> Yes, Wallace. Cheese. And not just any cheese, your favourite kind of cheese. <gasps> Gorgonzola? Gorgonzola, yes. Godzilla Zola cheese. And outside of this beautiful, immaculate, lovely smelling house is a sign made out of bones that said, Free cheese. Free cheese. Does it have like turrets of cheddar and uh, breadstick windows? You know it. Um, The sign, yep, the sign also says 100% safe. Definitely not a trap. Then I began eating to my heart's content. Oh, you don't even go inside the house. You just start eating the house. I just start eating the house itself. Chomping big chunks out of this house. So you're eating the turrets of, um, what did you say it was? The turrets of cheddar. Turrets of cheddar, the breadsticks... Gorgonzola, the the Gorgonzola mortaring, the the, the um, mozzarella ball door handle. Yep. What's the carpet made of? Carpet's obviously made of what? Stilton. Stilton, the Stilton carpet. So that's how that's how you enter that house. You're crawling on all hands, eating the carpet, <laughs> just taking mouthful. Because when I eat cheese, I don't just want a little bit of cheese. I want to gorge myself. Yep. You you crawl in on hands and knees eating the stilton carpet and then you see to your delight in the corner a mountain of crackers perfect just the thing i need to wash down all this cheese a mountain of crackers and obviously you run head forwards head head forwards towards the crackers without looking at anything around it whatsoever certainly not i dive into the crackers and you hear a twang as you notice that you went past a little uh, string Obviously made out of stringy cheese and of a stick made out of um, sticky cheese. Was it a cheese twist? Yes. My cheese knowledge is already betraying me. <laughs> um, but when suddenly a cheese box falls on you and you are trapped. Hey, what's going on? Who put this box on me? Give me more cheese. I demand it. <laughs> and yet, as hard as you try, you cannot eat your way out of this cheese box. It is pure, solid, indestructible steel uh, cheese onion. Who who made this box? This isn't cheese. Let me out instantly. <laughs> and you, but there is a little gap in the uh, cheese um, of transparent cheese, glass cheese. Oh, of course, yes, the uh, cheese melange. Cheese melange, and you see through it. Yeah, elderly woman. An elderly woman. Excuse me, elderly woman. Can you let me out of this box, please? I seem to have trapped myself. Her head is face downwards as she walks towards. And then suddenly she puts her hands up against the cheese melange window and then her face. And you see that her face is covered in wrinkles and scars and dark black veins. And her eyes are glowing red. And she says, why, hello, child. I'm 33. <laughs> hello, old man. <laughs> I'm, I'm younger than you, surely. Not to be offensive. Hello. Young man, why don't you shut up? Um, I see you've fallen for my trap. Wait a second, is this a trap? It is a trap. 
I'm th- I'm starting to add two and two together now. Yep. That sign outside that said definitely not a trap may have been misleading. Yeah, just slightly. Mm. False advertising. Yeah. You could sue her if you weren't trapped. Yeah, if are. only I weren't trapped. But I'm trapped. If only you weren't trapped. I mean, obviously you tell her this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would just sue laughs. you if I wasn't trapped in this box, woman. <laughs> you will never escape. That's um, pretty presumptuous of you. I'm quite wily. <laughs> and then she presses a button that opens a trap door made of cheese that you fall down. No. So I'm in a box and now I'm falling down a trap door. What else is she going to do to me? You fall down a chute made of cheese. Yeah. And you land in an open area underground. And you see there are only two ways out. And you hear her voice come through the cheese intercom. (laughs) Is it just like a little baby bell with some holes in it? Yes. It's, yeah, but it's unrolled and like uh, there's the baby bell wrapping coming down to where you are. Oh, of course. Ha Now you are mine. There are only two ways out of this place and no one has yet to get out alive. I'm just so full of cheese right now. I, I, oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you, you uh, a couple of times. Um, yeah. And, then, and obviously um, you're surrounded by, like you land on a... Um, uh, on a platform made of cheese that you start eating yeah even though i'm trapped and i know this is a bad situation my cheese lust is just too great (laughs) even though you know that you probably need to move fast you're still loading yourself up on really heavy cheeses yeah i mean i'm in almost in a cheese coma i'm so like drunk on cheese i can barely move but still i'm stuffing it into my maw so she laughs, there are only two ways out. Either you escape through the greatest and most confusing hedge maze in existence, or, and she points to a hedge maze that clearly was built on a quantum sig- signal- signalarity. Signalarity. Singularity? That's it. Try again. A quantum singularity. Um, <laughs> a quantum signularity. <laughs> Um, yes, that thing, a big, big whirling black hole um, where, you know, the laws of time, physics and space don't don't abide. Or and she points to the other direction through the universe's greatest obstacle course. And you see a railway, tra- a, a track with roller skates with uh, little rockets on the back that leads to a ring of fire with lasers, a laser um maze inside of the ring of fire so there's only the tiniest little gap that you could get through um past that are um is a moat with um jumping suicide bomber piranhas past that are um a um giant whack-a-mole where it's actual real moles with with uh, boxing gloves who actually pop out the ground and punch you um past that is um ninja hedgehogs and just on and on and on and on, like the most, you can't see to the end of this. It goes on forever. Um, but it is the greatest optical course imaginable. Whereas so the most confusing hedge maze is obviously a maze where the laws of time and space will not abide. And you will walk past, you'll, you'll walk down a, a corridor and end up falling upwards towards the ground. You'll walk and you'll find yourself face to face 
with you from the beginning of the maze and then you from the end of the maze, an old destitute man lost and alone. You'll go in and you'll uh, end up in a um, universe where the laws of physics are the air is like sludge that you have to swallow and you have to swim through the air. And then you go down another corridor and suddenly you can hear the hear the thoughts of all molecules around you and just constantly as all of like the all of the laws of reality twist every corridor you go down of and obviously it's still a hedge maze so you have to find your way out of that as well yeah and i'm not very good at hedge mazes so i've so, got yes these and... are your only escape from the crazy witch lady in the house made of cheese yes who I mean... is going to eat you way like she just said she, she said that as well she said, like, now that you're nice and full of cheese, you're like a lovely cheese sandwich. Like, you're, you're ah. a lovely meat cheese sandwich, you know, meat surrounding cheese. It's her favourite thing to eat. See, it was a it, oh, it was a silly thing to eat the cheese. I'm realising now, in hindsight, maybe I shouldn't have eaten so much cheese. I've fattened myself up for her. You, you say that as you goggle down a few more bites of cheese. Like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten the cheese. It wasn't a good idea to eat. Like yeah, I, I, I'm. I mean, I do spend a good, like, however long I've got before she comes to eat me, eating cheese before I make my decision. I mean, t- t- I well, wait. So I, I wait till the last the possible is, moment. You're on the ground, in front of you are two directions, two like hallways you can go down, and yeah. behind you, suddenly you feel heat, heat as heat as a giant oven is opened up. And a conveyor belt is moving along the ground uh, and the oven is moving towards you. So you have maybe 20 seconds to choose to go down one of these halls before the oven reaches you and you are trapped inside a giant cooking oven. And I will get cooked and eaten like a meat Obviously the conveyor belt is made of cheese and the oven is made of cheese. But um, it's strong. Uh, The heat is only making the cheese stronger. Yes, of course. Oh, it's it's proper strong cheese, is it? Exactly. It's um, it's like ch- Cheddium ninety. Oh, Cheddium ninety. That's, uh, that's the one cheese of the that was found in the centre of the earth a million years ago. Exactly. The cheese that killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> the very cheese itself. She's mined it from the earth's core. So exactly. yeah, I need to make a decision quickly. So I can either. Go into an impossible obstacle course that sounds absolutely insane or get lost in a incredibly crazy maze. Like, it's just a hedge maze. Which of the skills do you think is better? Your acrobatic dodging skills or your puzzle solving skills? Bear in mind, both of these are literally impossible. Yeah, neither really. I mean... I'm not that athletic. I don't do much exercise. Uh, but the greatest course... athlete in the world and Sherlock Holmes would not be able to get through these these puzzles and obstacle courses. No. So I'm probably going to suffer anyway. So which one would be least uh, the least amount of suffering? Would it be... Well, you uh, want to give yourself a chance. Which one do you think you have the best chance of escaping through? Well, I don't think I I could do either because I'm not incredibly intelligent and I'm not incredibly athletic. But I'm thinking with the obstacle course, I would get beaten and pummeled and knocked around a lot. Yes, that would be that would be that would be the side parameters would jump up and explode and shrapnel would dig into you. Uh, Whereas in the um, puzzle, the maze, you would just end up baffled and confused. It would be like watching a um, 
uh, Christopher Nolan film while you're while on drugs. Exactly. So it's either physical torture or mental torture. Yes. Now, the, these are my two options. Wait, how is that possible? Where did they come from? What? But the box was empty. It was empty. And then it turns out that I was the witch all along and I've done this to myself. Exactly. Yes. You walk down a hallway and you see the witch walk towards you in a mist and then suddenly she turns up and you see your own face. And then you walk down another hallway and you see your mother is the witch. But then but then it was your father. And then it was little Timothy, my nephew. (laughs) What is your little nephew doing in my weird mental dream? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And then the giant turnip is there for no reason whatsoever. Even and it turns to you and goes, run, Kyle. Run! Even and suddenly the, the maze is like, the ground is moving, forcing you to run in the maze. Yeah, and then suddenly I'm being chased by Hans McGee. Exactly. He's got his giant hands reaching out like tendrils trying to grab at me. This is terrifying, Nathan. So again, the obstacle course would be you jumping through lasers, fire... An asteroid, um, an asteroid belt, like an asteroid strike. Um, what's it called when multiple asteroids hit the Earth? Ash- a- when asteroids a go me- bad. A meteor shower. Meteor shower. So I was just trying to think. It's, been like, it's not called an asteroid shower, is it? No. So yeah, we're saying basically when it when we boil it down, it's physical torture, mental torture, and which one basically. would which one would be preferable? A a physical test or yeah. a mental test? Yeah. So, did I do better in PE or maths? Hmm. I think, Nathan, because I'm terrible at PE, I hate exercise, I'm going to have to go for the mental touch. Like, I won't be physically hurt, so that will make me happy. I know I'm going to be mentally scarred, and I'm going to go insane in this maze. But You I will. Think... Within, well, I say within half an hour, but actually, uh, because of the quantum singularity, it's actually been five billion years. Yeah. Um, and you see the you see the universe form, reform. Uh, you learn the mysteries that man was never meant to know, but they make no sense. And then no. suddenly you're back where you are and you can't you're not certain if what you just saw was a dream or not, except there's a little spinning top on a table. And you think, hey, that should be spinning because I started spinning that in the dream. <laughs> oh no this is and then it's like i'm sitting here doing this podcast with you but am i really yeah exactly you're sitting here doing a podcast with me and then suddenly like and suddenly i give you your scenario and i go but now you're you carl trapped in a in a maze and suddenly the world forms shifts around you and the green hedges turn up again and my face turns into a tree that you were talking to it's insane. Like and during during this podcast, suddenly I'm you talking to me and giving me the scenario as you. Yes. I. Oh, it's so. And, you, and then you you encounter yourself in the future, but he tries to kill you, and you have to run from him. And then later on, you encounter yourself in the past, and you realise why you're trying to kill yourself because you know your past self is going to kill your future self. Like it, it literally makes no sense whatsoever. But there are people online who guarantee that they know exactly what this is all oh, about. Oh yes, yes. I mean, you you do pass some of her previous victims, and they do like grab at you while they're in their straitjackets spinning on the clock. Going, I know the answers. It all makes sense if you just pay attention to this one scene. <laughs> it explains absolutely everything. Do you, do, you, do you remember the bunny? The bunny, he said, 
if you just move in the other way. And I know what that means. I know what it means. You've got to do everything backwards, but not really backwards. You've got to do it forwards backwards. And then and then as he's saying that, he then walks backwards and then he starts and, and then he says everything that he just said to you backwards. Yeah. And then he turns into a giant chessboard and then I'm suddenly playing chess. <laughs> it's exactly. it's it's crazy. So yeah, Nathan, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna enter mental torture for possibly an eternity if i can't find I'm, my way out yeah i mean obviously you did find your way out because you're talking to me right now we're, you know we're doing the podcast and everything's absolutely fine and you, you've escaped you're absolutely fine carl everything is fine you can relax Enjoy nathan your coffee. nathan you're a bunny rabbit you're a giant bunny rabbit what's going on no, wait you're me Stars are burning kyle they're twisting and burning around you Anyway, Kyle, uh, let's 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 finish off the show and uh, sort this thing out. So, yeah. The choices you make are define you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, everything worked out perfectly, Kyle. Yes, Kyle, everything worked out just right. Yes. No, so you have chosen to enter the impossible puzzle. I have indeed. And obviously and you escape because obviously I escaped because yeah. I'm I'm here now no, and, and this, this is reality, reality and everything's fine and we're all safe. Yeah. And no one it's has to worry. Nothing to worry about. If you enjoyed this episode of this totally real existing podcast, then you can <laughs> uh let us know in the comments and you can watch and listen and do, do other things. I'm, I'm terrified, terrified Nathan. Nathan. I'm terrified <laughs> right now. I can't yes, even do the end spiel. <laughs> I can't even do the end spiel. Follow me on Twitter at Kyle M. Bennett, Kyle underscore M underscore Bennett with two N's and two T's. And you can follow me at N Vosniak Art, which is N Nathan W-O-Z-N-I-A-K-A-R-T. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram at Nathan Vosniak spelt like Nathan, and then spelt like Wozniak, which is what I just spelt a minute ago. Um, but if you spell it backwards, it will actually it does be written forwards. You were never free in the first place, Kyle. <laughs> You've always been in this maze since the day you were born. That's what my name says backwards, if you spell it backwards. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it all makes sense. That's, the fact, that's, that's fact number three for this episode, is that you were never free, Kyle. You're always trapped, and you'll always be trapped. Actually, all you are here for the end of the week, as it does, as it does, and you'll always be trapped. And you'll always be trapped. And you'll always be trapped. Uh, sorry, Nathan. I think I zoned out for a moment there. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think you, you got distracted. You were you're clearly thinking about uh, coffee and, and cheese. Coffee cheese, and Kyle. cheese and the giant turnip. Yep. Kyle and the giant cheese and the giant turnip. That's what the film's going to be called. Mm-hmm. Hans McGee will be there looming over me with his giant tendril-like fingers. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Though to had you if is this Kyle I'm Nathan Bin Ive and And we're just here in the normal world where everything's fine and your and insides aren't twisting inside out inside of a black hole. This is what happens when you drink super gone off coffee that's four years old. And eat an entire house made of cheese. <laughs> yeah. That combination just messes with the entire universe and now everything's screwed. This has been If You Had To, though. I have been Kyle. And I am now. <laughs>